Welcome into another episode of Grass is Always Greener. And just like that, the Big Ten tournament is over. And Bo Browski is the devil. Um, I kid, but seriously. Plug your ears of children around. Plug their ears. Fuck that dude. Let's get into it. Ready? One, two. Another episode of Grass is Always Greener. Here's your host, Ryan Elke. Welcome to another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. Find the podcast on Twitter at AlwaysGreenMSU. Or excuse me. Yeah, I had it right. At AlwaysGreenMSU. Uh, find me on Twitter, Ryan, E-L underscore key. MSU out in the first round of the Big Ten Tournament. It's what we kind of feared when Maryland lost their last two games and became the eighth seed while we were hoping to that Rutgers could fall down there. Because at least we beat Rutgers once, right? I'm I'm taping this while Rutgers is playing. I think they lead Indiana at halftime. But MSU falls to Maryland, 68-57. Things looked good to start. (laughs) MSU... Came out on fire, 8 of 11. They got up to a 12-point lead through the first 10 minutes. It was 23 to 11. And then Bo Borowski, Bo borowski If you haven't heard the name, or I'm sure we've, we all know the name, but he's the official. He's, he's officiated seven games of MSU this year. And Michigan State is one in six when Bo Borowski uh, officiates games. Now, I'll get yeah. Let's just dive right into Bo Borowski because the first ten minutes of this game, even if it, I think it was like five fouls to two, Maryland, Michigan State, and not bad fouls, just ticky tack fouls, but. Again, not too many through the first 10 minutes. Then they took over. And once again, Maryland, who is a 70% free throw shooting team on the year, they hit their first like 15 out of 16 free throws. Um, Just the way this game was officiated, it just zapped everything out of MSU. So I'm sure they've seen this game before with Borowski there, but it just, it was, that was it. I think the pressure, I think going through those two weeks where they, they felt the pressure on them, but they knew if they lost the game, there was a next one. You could tell with this team that seeing that the big 10 tournament, like it's a one and done situation with the way officiating went today, this team lost their composure. And Tom Izzo lost his composure. 
And he he got a technical. Um, you can tell how great the officiating was because Mark Turgeon got a technical in the second half. So, and Tom Izzo even opened up his press conference today, said, or when he's done with his opening statement, said, ask me any questions. I'll probably answer them. I don't care what it costs me. Pretty strong words <laughs> about what the officiating meant. Um, I was only able to catch half of Tom Izzo's postgame. Haven't caught this, the second half yet to go through that, but uh, just, A, like, we can talk about how officiating really took this team out of it, uh, but in the at the end of the first half, Maryland led by four, and I think they only made four field goals. That was it. Like, that. that's that's ridiculous. Excuse me, seven field goals. They were seven of 22. They shot under 32%, and they were leading by four. Michigan State was shooting forty-five, almost 46%. But free throws were doubled up, 16 to 8. Maryland, again, a 70% free throw shooting team. Goes 15 of 16. 15 of those 34 points came from free throws. Another 15 points came from three-pointers. Like the fouls are 14 to 8 in the first half. In the second half, when it started out, just MSU just started the second half, 2 of 16. They went a full 30 straight percent of this game of not hitting a field goal. They went 15 minutes, like the last five minutes of the first half and the first 10 minutes of the second half, and did not make a field goal. So, yes, yeah, like officiating didn't lose them in the game, but it took them out of this game. Because when you feel like no matter what you're doing, a foul will be called, that's like, I get it. You, It seems like everyone's just like, well, what's, what's the point? So one silver lining out of all of this. Well, there's two. Two or three silver linings out of this. Um, as for people kind of sweating the NCAA tournament selection show on Sunday, uh, if you couldn't watch the game or if you were recording it, decide not to watch it after work because you looked at the final score and said, what's the point, which I completely understand. Uh, Andy Katz was the sideline reporter for this game. He said he talked to the committee, the head of the selection committee, and asked them, well, what's Michigan State's status if they lose this game? And the committee chairman said that there's no other bubble team that can match up to Michigan State's resume. So it sounds like we have nothing to worry about on Selection Sunday, that Michigan State will be in the tournament. Uh, we'll get into tournament scenarios in just a little bit. Let's finish recapping the game. Um, other silver linings, uh, Malik Hall played incredible. Hell, he started out hot. He had five minutes in the first few minutes, five points, excuse me, in the first few minutes, and 
then had two fouls and got and had to be taken out. But finished 19 points, which I believe is a career high. 8 of 12 shooting, 5 rebounds, 2 for 2 on 3. Like, this was the Malik Hall we've been missing since Seton Hall last year. He was aggressive. It worked in Michigan State's game plan to work down low, which it seems, I don't know if if they really got away from it or just the offense just came really stagnant. It was just both in that and Josh Langford having probably his worst game of his career. Four points, one of eight shooting, 0 for 4 from three. Just just wasn't good. Rocket Watts, the Watts we've seen most of the season, three points, one of five shooting, four turnovers. It just wasn't, it wasn't pretty for a lot of guys. Joey Hauser had a rough game. He, him, he had, I think, one of the bigger issues with officiating because he was just like, I don't know what to do. Four points, four fouls. I think after his fourth one, he was just, he, he was swearing himself off the court. It was like, what the hell do I do? So, it's just, it was just a rough, rough game. Especially, too, since Michigan State started out so well. Yeah, Michigan State started out the game really well. So, I think that was the hardest part of this game was the fact that it was a slow death after you know being up 12 points halfway through the first half. And then to see Maryland chip away, take lead by four, and then run it up to 19-point lead with seven minutes to go. And then Michigan State, you know, garbage time points to make the game look somewhat respectable making it oh it's only 11 point loss but who knows this was the team we hadn't seen the last two weeks you know we saw against maryland but we had the built-in excuse of the end of hell week you know four games and seven days like we got it like okay tired legs like you had three days off you knew what was coming. You started out well. And then everyone lost their composure. Even Aaron Henry. Henry, the stat line looks fine. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 5 of 12 shooting, but 6 turnovers. And you could tell the officiating got to him because there's points where he tried to force a lot of stuff. A lot of shots, force passes, and then just getting very visibly frustrated with his teammates and he talked post game and he was just he was someone who I hadn't noticed all his answers were short he wasn't it was like Cam Newton after the Super Bowl his head down one word answers very short and it's like I get it like you're at home in Indianapolis if you Win, you get to keep playing. You go play Michigan. If you lose, you're stuck in a hotel room for a week. Because <laughs> they're staying in Indianapolis for the weekend. And, like, what do you do? <laughs> Maybe that, like, not only is there a bad game, but then the reality sets in of, like, 
Now I just get to sit here. Yay. But it's just it was just frustrating to only see Malik Hall and Marcus Bingham play good games. But at some point too, it's like Kithier had a stretch of 11 minutes. I think they're mostly second half too. Seven second half minutes, but it's like when someone's good, Izzo's just you gotta you gotta adjust your game plan right there. If Marcus Bingham's playing good that day, play him. Like it's that plain and simple. If someone like Josh Langford is playing bad, bring someone else in. Help bring Gabe Brown in. Gabe Brown played one minute in the second half. One minute. When your team's struggling like that, struggling on offense, don't you think a spark like Gay Brown, one of your only guys that can hit three-pointers consistently, shouldn't he get a run at some minutes to try to jumpstart this team? Instead, no. 12 to 13 minutes in the first half. Had a nice dunk. Only, only two shots. Dunk and his missed three. Then after that, like, that was it. Like, I'm a little tired that we're in the Big Ten tournament and we're still talking about the rotation of players and playing time in games. Like, I understand it's a fluid season. It's an odd season. But at what point do we just cut this shit out, Izzo? Because, my God, it's not hard to see during the game who's playing well, who's playing poorly, make adjustments. Because you're quick to do it with your point guard and, and A.J. Hogard and bring in Jack Hoiberg, which Hoiberg plays fine. Hell, he's the one who is aggressive enough to actually when Maryland was having their run to start taking over the game in the first half, he was smart of like, hey, they're calling fouls down low. I'm going to attack the rim. But you can't see it when Marcus Bingham's playing well to give him some more minutes. When Julius Marble can only stay on the floor for two minutes because he keeps picking up fouls, whether or not they're fouls or not, like, hey, Bingham's doing well because Maryland is a small team. Let's create the mismatch. Instead, no. He just gets his normal rotation. Like, it's just... I just felt like there's only certain guys he's willing to hurt hurt feelings for. Like, he's fine hurting A.J. Hogarth's feelings. Rocket Watts' feelings. Marcus Bingham's feelings. When it comes to his top guys, it's they're struggling. That's like, eh, whatever. We'll get through it. It's like, is he shut up? This is fucking tournament time. We don't have time to figure it out the next day, to shoot it out. Like, this is what gives me zero faith is a game like this. 
to Michigan for Michigan State to even win a game in the NCAA tournament. Like a game like today takes all the wind out of wanting to see more basketball. Right. Maybe it's just the way this game was because there's 44 fouls called and two technicals because the officiating was poor. Because you know it's bad when Maryland is up huge and Mark Turgeon gets a technical for how bad officiating is. Because it seemed like in the second half, they tried to go the other way for a bit, the officiating, and call Maryland on a bunch of ticky-tack stuff that wasn't, that weren't fouls. <laughs> like, oh. Anyway, that's off. That's enough of the game recap. So, no no game against Michigan tomorrow, which is fine, I, fine, I guess. Let's just get ready for Selection Sunday. And like, like I said earlier, Andy Katz, the sideline reporter, he works for Fox Sports, great college basketball reporter. So he talked with the, the selection committee chairman, said Michigan State, no other bubble team can match their resume. So it sounds like they're in for sure. Um, Seeding-wise, going into it, um, who knows? Some, I guess it'd be like a 10 or a an 11 seed. Um, Mike DeCourcy, who is of Fox Sports, Big Ten, Sporting News, he had them listed as a 10 seed going into today. Um, we actually talked with him on the, the radio show I'm on, X's and Bros. Uh, he talked a little about Michigan, Michigan State Big Ten tournament a couple days ago with us. So you can go find that. Uh, that's on Apple Podcasts as well. Or go to michigansportsnetwork.com. Find that interview. Great interview. But he, he had him rated as a 10, ranked as a 10 seed going like regardless of the outcome of today's game. So look for a 10 or 11 seed. Will they be a playing game? Who knows? Um, I'll look at one bracketology real quick just to see if anything's been updated throughout the day. But uh, I think there won't be a playing game for Michigan State. I think they'll just be firmly a 10 or 11 seed. Who they'll get. I don't even know because say some of these things have been so off the wall or like very all over the place. But as of now, I don't think they will because Syracuse has been on the bubble. They lost today in a close one to Virginia. Drake's on the bubble. Again, Michigan State has better resume than Drake even though Drake's like 25 and 4 they play in the Missouri Valley so as of last night before the game Lenardi had stayed as a 10 seed facing Clemson but I think they might drop down to the 11 line that seems fair but probably not a playing game and the possible six seeds Oklahoma has been a struggling team Oregon they've been hot and cold as of late I mean kind of wishy-washy they have Tennessee Tennessee same thing it's been very 
up and down, up and down, and then USC. Uh, USC, they have Evan Mobley, who's uh, going to be a top five pick, 7-1. Who knows? But Michigan State's done well when there's a big centered team. They don't do they don't do well against teams like Maryland, when everyone's between six five and six seven, and can move quick to shut down drives and force Michigan State to be a three point shooting team. And as we know, they they can't, <laughs> they just can't hit threes. They're four sixteen today. They're they're just not good outside of Gabe Brown. Um, no one can hit threes consistently. So we'll sweat it out going into Selection Sunday just to see whether or not Michigan State will be in the playing game or not. And I'll come out with another pod Sunday night, kind of going over who they play, what time, the matchup, everything like that. So I'll be ready for you Monday morning. Um, Just so you know, too, the tournament schedule is a little different this year. So there's no longer the Thursday, Friday opening round, 16 games a day, locked in for two days on your couch during the weekday or locked in at work for two days. So they bumped everything up a day. So the first four games are on that Thursday next week. The first round of games in the first round is Friday. Day two of first round is Saturday. Then the round of 32 is Sunday and Monday. So everything's been bumped up a day for the opening weekend. And, yeah, the, they just moved all everything all around for this tournament. Because even the uh, Sweet 16 Elite Eight schedules are bumped up a day as well I'm just gonna bring it up real quick so and get this uh info out to you guys just so you remember because I didn't realize it until a couple days ago that they did this so yeah first round like I said is on Friday and Saturday 19th and 20th the second round uh Sunday and Monday 21st 22nd sweet 16 is Saturday the 27th and Sunday the 28th and the Elite Eight is Monday the 29th and Tuesday the 30th. And then Final Four uh, is a Saturday like normal championship game, 9 p.m. on a Monday. Why they can never figure out that 9 p.m. is a ridiculous start for a championship game during a weekday. But so a little bit different tournament schedule. Some Monday and Tuesday games instead of Thursday, Friday after the first round so it's a little little odd for that but uh that will be it for this episode of grass is always greener um yeah michigan state makes the ncaa tournament but kind of not in the fashion we wanted wasn't even a good game as the michigan state of late january early february so before i go fuck bo borowski you suck at your job. Big Ten, got to get rid of this ass clown as a referee. You're a disgrace to the game. You make every game unwatchable. 
44 fouls and two technicals, one from each coach because you suck that bad at your job. Find a new profession. Go sell insurance. Go do something else. If you think Michigan State fans are the only ones clamoring for you, Wisconsin was taking your name in vain less than a week ago. You're bad at your job. I shouldn't know your name. I should never know an official's name until they're on the TV being one of those rules guys during broadcasts. That's when I should know your name, unless you're at Hockey League and you're just jacked. So, Bo Browski, find a new profession. Get out of my life. <sighs> anyway, that's Grass is Always Greener. Find us, Apple, Google, Spotify, podcast.com. Another episode will be out Sunday night talking about the NCAA tournament, who the Michigan State's playing, when they're playing, where they're playing. As always, guys, go green. Ready? One, two. That's another episode of Grass is Always Greener. Make sure you subscribe. Apple, Google, or Spotify. Why not all three?